0: Welcome back, Real Estate rock stars. Today's show is all about listings, including the number one most important question to ask during your first conversation with a seller, how to lock down the actual appointment, what to mail, and I mean physically mail, to a seller before your appointment, and step-by-step step through the listing appointment itself. Our guest today is Davis Bartels out of Southern California, and he started in real estate back in 2009 working short sales. And as the market evolved, so did his business. And now he leads a team and personally focuses on listings exclusively. Last year, he closed $50 million in volume through listings. And plot twist for this show, at the end of the episode, Davis flips the script on me. I was not ready. was trying to wrap up and he started interviewing me, asking me questions. So if you're curious what that was all about, stick around to the end and find out. And if you like the show, make sure that you share that by giving us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, whatever podcasting platform you listen to. All right, rock stars, welcome Davis Bartels. That's your jam. So today, we want to deep dive into listings, the nitty-gritty, the step-by-step. So starting, where are your sellers coming from?
1: All right. So my whole business, and thank you for having me on here. I'm pumped. We were just talking. I love the show. I've been following it for a really long time. It's uh, it's exciting to be on here. So anyways, we'll get that out of the way. You're amazing, Shelby. Um, (laughs) I told you I wouldn't do it. I did. Anyways, um, as far as where my clients come from, so I'm mostly a sphere guy. So everything that I do is based around my sphere. Um, but I don't only focus on my sphere. My goal is is to grow my sphere. So that means that I have to reach outside of my sphere. So really the, the bulk of my business does come inside of it. But meanwhile, I'm doing the farming, I'm doing the online leads, I'm doing, trying to get the referrals. And my goal is is that over time, I wanna put as many people as I possibly can into this sphere and grow that because with time, eventually I'm gonna be at a place where that circle is big enough that I just live in here. And I don't have to talk to anyone out here anymore. Um, And I'm not there yet, um, but that is the game plan.
0: Okay, and once you pull them into your atmosphere, then you are following up in what manner?
1: Once you get into the ether, it's hard to get out. So that is my goal is I just want to, I want to be from everywhere. And so just to give you an idea, you know, I think that us as brokers, as agents, the number one thing is to embody, embody the role of being an agent, of being a realtor. And by that, I don't mean like doing TikTok dances um, or going on Instagram and some of the stuff I see on there, just like it's disappointing um however because you know you got to rem- we're professionals right like before anything else we're professionals in finance but anyways i digress the you know what i do is i really hit them from all angles so my overall objective is that i don't want to be known as davis right like i love my family and i love sports but i don't want to be like davis the sports guy or davis the guy that like is at the park with his kids like i want to be davis the real estate guy so before anything else like i want to create that mindset in people that when they see me i don't have to talk about real estate just seeing me or seeing something that involves me real estate comes to their mind right and so how do i do that well you know part of that is you know it's a it's a mindset right so like my mindset is focused around real estate um, and it really is a part of the fabric of who i am as an individual but as far as what I'm doing in order to stay in touch with these people is really from all angles. So, of course, social media, of course, mail. We're doing two pieces of mail a month. We're doing um, emails. I am a little bit selective with emails. And the reason is because is people are so protective over emails. It's so funny. I get more responses to emails of people that say, I don't want to get emails or unsubscribe but you could call people, text people, show up at their front door, and they don't respond negatively about it. But emails, some reason, um, and then we're doing uh, three events a year. And then one of the most important thing is just face to face, getting face to face with people, getting coffees, being out in the community, um, having lunches with people, inviting people over to your house for dinner. And between really like those five things, that is how we nurture people because. When someone thinks real estate, you want to be the first person that pops in their head so that when they pick up the phone to talk to a professional about it, there's not even a question. You're the guy on the other end of the line.
0: So now they've decided they want to sell and they're calling you. And can you walk us through that initial conversation, what you do then, your listing appointment? all of those little details and steps?
1: Okay, great, I love it. See, I told you you're good at asking the right questions because this is the perfect question and I have the perfect answer. So <laughs> so the first thing that I do is I meet them and there's no exact script. There's a general framework that we follow and just I'm gonna give a shout out to Ninja and I'm gonna give a shout out to Terry Johnson, who's an incredible ninja coach. So if you ever get involved, With Ninja, they do installations, they also have a book. It's all founded upon the book. It's Larry Kendall's book. It's an amazing program. Um, I've done the installation, I've done coaching, I've done workshops with them, and uh Terry is just my person, and I hope she listens to this. I'm gonna send it to her so she has to listen to it.
0: See, you got to, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, but anyways, a lot of this is structured around Ninja as well. So just to give you an idea. But ultimately, the way that I do it is I have a phone conversation. So that depends on whether they call me, I call them, I see them somewhere, they're It it all depends. But the goal is I just want to have a conversation with them. My goal anytime that I have any interaction with someone, whether I'm, no matter how I'm trying to help them, I just want to build a rapport with them. I want to have a connection with them. Because what I tell all the agents that I work with on my team is that. You know, if they like you, they'll trust you. And if they trust you, they'll use you. And I, I didn't like come up with that. It's a pretty simple concept that a lot of people use, however they explain it. But the bottom line is, is our job is to make, a, is to build a rapport and then you can go from there. But to get into the real framework of where we go with listings from there, it's about the first step is we need to have a time and it could be the initial phone call, but you need to ask the people, do you have 15 minutes to go over? some questions that I have for you. And so the first thing that we do is we give them an interview, right? And so I actually have questions that I ask them and it's two pages of questions. Yeah, I ask for about 15 minutes. It can take about 15 minutes. I've had them last 45 minutes because it depends on the seller or the prospect on the other end of the line and how in depth they want to get on that, okay? So then after, I and just to give you something about that, the reason that we do you that is a couple ask. of things. What's I was that? like,
0: dude, I want to know. Like you have two pages of questions. What are and I'm not saying you need to go through every question, but like I want to I want to know exactly kind of like what you ask, more detail.
1: Right. So, that's yeah. This is that's a great question. So when you're working for someone, in my opinion, your first goal should always be to determine what's important to them and determine what your their goals are. Or let's just say your first job is to determine what their goals are. The rest of your job is to just help them get there. Like that's you have two jobs when you're working for somebody. Figure out what they want. Help them get there. Right. So this is step one. This is what we figure out what they want. For me, I am what you would call, you know, in my own person, you know, is my personality is like a power personality. I'm forward. I'm not an introvert. I wanna talk, I wanna talk over you, I wanna talk about me, I wanna tell you what's important to me, I don't wanna listen, that's just the way that I am. But fortunately, I've come to learn that that's who I am, so I have to actively work against overpowering and talk, 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 and I need to learn to listen. So one of the things that it does is it forces me to make it about them because none of this is about me. And what so many agents in this business do, in my opinion, is they go to a listing, presentation it's not a presentation it's a consultation they go to a listing presentation or consultation and they say to them i'm great this is what i'm going to do for you this is why i'm great this is how many homes i've sold this is why you're going to love working with me and the seller doesn't hear you 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 all they hear is me 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 let me tell you how great i am and why You should hire me, 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 right? And that's not what it's about. What it's about is them. And so once we're able to diagnose what's going on with them, once we're able to diagnose what's important to them, then we understand best how to approach them in a consultation in order to give them what they're really looking for. Because we could talk about a hundred different things and maybe only two of those are important to them. So why don't we just talk about the two and and doing a diagnosis allows you to understand what those two things are. So let's just cut to the chase.
0: What is something one or two things that are most important to sellers when you talk to them
1: most amount of money it's that's like oh i don't even have to think about it most amount of money everyone wants the most amount of money but that almost just goes without being said right one of the questions and i'll upload the questions for you too if you'd like them i have and i that's i do that twice so the pre listing questionnaire we've only gotten to step 1 this is the maybe the first if not the second conversation i'm having with somebody is these questions and one of the questions is is if you could wave a magic wand what would this process look like for you um and that's like an open-ended question because what a part of what you're doing with this is you're allowing that you're giving them the floor right you're letting them tell and that could be it could be money it could be i want to do it fast because i want to move to you know i live in california so everyone's leaving um i want to get to arizona fast enough to to be with my grandkids during the summer before they start school it could be a number of things but you're giving them a floor to lead to whatever is important to them right um and so that's it's usually but generally speaking it's time and money unless somebody has had some sort of horror story or they've worked with an agent that you know is you know, is, it doesn't have integrity or makes us as a group look bad. And then they will tell you, you know, I want someone who's honest. I want someone who's going to work for me. I want someone who communicates those types of things. Sometimes they'll get into that type of stuff too.
0: Okay. Perfect. So you've had this, this person came to you and they're like, I want to sell. And you've asked them, do you have 15 minutes to go over some questions? And the intent of those questions is to identify what they want, which is normally, time and or money related a combo. And then once you have that information and you know the rest of the time you are trying to figure out how best to help meet those goals, but what happens after that 15 minute con- what, what is next?
1: Set the appointment. That's the last piece of it is setting the appointment. But a big part of this is that not only are you asking these questions as diagnosing, but along the way you're setting expectations. So one of the things that when people work with me that they're gonna experience is that they're gonna know what's happening before it happens and they're gonna know what to expect and they're never gonna be caught off guard because that's what happens is when people are, their expectations are higher than what the results are or they're caught off guard. And that's when you really get yourself in hot water. If you wanna have, you wanna have happy clients, successful relationships, referrals, then you're going to deliver them experience that's educational and is going to not catch them off guard or have any surprises along the way. So all that to say is that we're going to set an appointment and then I'm going to tell them what to expect next, which would you like me to go into the next step?
0: Uh, I want as
1: much details as possible.
0: So like if you have any common expectations that you set with people so that way they know what's happening and it's never caught off guard, would love that. And then, yeah, dude, Davis, I'm going, we're going nitty gritty into this thing. <laughs> I wanna I know.
1: You, I feel like <laughs> it's all about listings. Like I don't care about anything else. Like if I'm gonna spend my money, time, effort, blood, sweat, tears, it doesn't matter. The thing that I'm gonna invest all of that into is listings. And why? Because listings are the the core, the keystone, the cornerstone of this business. And without listings, you're no I mean what the saying goes you got a list, if you know, you got a list to last, I think is what it is. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, old oh, way before my totally time. It. <laughs> and, but it's true because like yeah. if you have the listings, you have the power and you control the market. And they, what they, what they say is true is that your next deal should be embedded in your current deal or your current listing. Because if you have listings, people are calling you, you've got a sign in the yard, you get, you know, you're online. It's just, it, it absolutely um, is true. So Everything we do is about getting the listing. Um,
0: Yeah, what are some of the expectations that in that first conversation that you try to plant the seeds for before the appointment?
1: Right, so I set the appointment and then I let them know that we are going to have, so I confirm, part of the questions is I confirm where they live, that they're not an absentee. And assuming that they're not an absentee, then I I let them know that I'm gonna be having a courier deliver a package to their house prior to our meeting, right? How and it sounds fun. really fancy, right?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: you. I mean, you can have Uber do it. Like I happen to have an assistant that will do it or, you know, a team member, or what have you. But I mean, you can call Uber. So I didn't, most people don't know, um, but you can call Uber or like text Uber, whatever app Uber, and you they'll make deliveries for you. So you can give them the package and say, deliver us this to one, two, three main street. And instead of delivering you there, they'll deliver the package and drop it off at the door for you. Okay, so you can do so. I, I set the expectation. I let them know. So, hey, you know, we have our appointment on Thursday, February 1st, and I'm really looking forward to meeting with you. Prior to that, I'm going to have a package delivered to you, um, a courier to your door with some pre-listing information. It's going to have a lot of information about the property, about the comps. It's going to have information about us and what you should expect when working with us. In addition to, we'll have a full stack of all sample documents that you would, should expect to see during the process of selling your home. And those are all watermarked California Association of Realtor forms that they will, that they would have, have to complete during the series of the transaction. Okay. And then I let them know that in addition to that prior to this meeting, I will also be sending you a pre listing email and that email will go over some of the similar things but it will also include an interactive version of the comparables for your home that we will review when we get there so during our listing presentation depending on the listing depending on the circumstances i may set a two step process there's a one-step process and there's a two-step process and we can get into that (laughs) it's very there's a it's it's there's a lot going on but i'm telling you it's a game changer and it's, Dude, it's I'm here for it. Pretty simple. I'll keep
0: it up, man. We're doing it
1: <laughs> right. So you're with me. So we do the pre-listing <laughs> I'm with you. interview, then we're currying our pre-listing package. We're sending our pre-listing email, and then the next step is we are at the initial listing appointment, right?
0: Which and that's before we go to the appointment, me.
1: what's that? Can I
0: before we go to the appointment? Can I ask some questions real quick? Let's go. Okay. The the very fancy courier delivery you said has information on the property, comps, on you guys what to expect and sample documents. For the comps, are you running like a full CMA? Are these just like general comps? Like how much legwork and are you doing it? Is it something your listing coordinator is doing? What does that piece look like?
1: Right. So no, I I don't have my listing coordinator do the comps. I do the comps because I need to know the comps and I need to understand the comps. And because sellers know that house better than you do. You could be the top guy. I mean, I could sell a house in a neighborhood that I've sold 50 houses in and that seller's probably a lot of times gonna know the comps as well as me. So I need to be versed on it. And most homes that I go list, I haven't sold 50 homes in that neighborhood. So I need to know, you know, certainly not in the last year. So I'm just up to speed on the comp. So I need to be up to speed on the comp. So I wanna do it myself. And you know, I'm, a, I'm that guy that I just, if I, w- I want it done a certain way. So for that, I do it myself. My listing coordinator does prep the pre-listing package. She, you know, there, there's a lot of pieces of that, that, that she does, um, but for the comps itself, I do that myself.
0: And it's not a full CMA. It's just, this is what sold in your neighborhood in the past X amount of time.
1: So my or, pre-listing, or so my, yeah. what is dropped at the property is, mm-hmm. you know, about three quarters of an inch thick, maybe an inch thick. There's a lot of paper in there. So one of the main, the meat of it, the contracts, there's a lot. We leave them a notepad. Um, but the other major piece is our actual, what I would call listing book. And within that listing book, it's about 45 pages. And that 45 pages includes information about me, information about my company, information about what you should expect from working with us. And it has like kind of uh, a uh, services offered is a, is there's a lot, you know, with that, it talks about pricing. It talks, there's, you know, past client reviews in there. There's a lot going on in that package. And that's ultimately what I am consulting them with them on when I meet them is I'm going over that package with them. But I'm giving them an opportunity to look at that before I meet them because it's like people say, don't judge a book by its cover. Well, guess what? Before you walk in that door, they've already got a huge opinion of you. So my job is, is that before I walk in that door, it should be my job to lose. Right? Because if I go through all the steps properly, they already like me, they already trust me, they already think I'm really good at what I'm doing, they already feel that I'm going to get them top dollar, all I have to do is just close the door on that and it's done. Right, Because if you do all those things, you look like you, no one else is doing it. I can guarantee it. I guarantee you if they set 10 appointments, no one else is doing everything else, that all the things that I'm doing.
0: Dude, I'm saying, the, when you were like, it's like 40 pages, I was like, yeah, that's 40 more than... <laughs> than most people are doing.
1: I've I've talked to agents and I'm like, oh, like what's in your listing package? And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, like, what do you go to listing appointments with? And they say, well, I, I just, I go with their comps. What are you talking? They like print out a single page comps and show up to the house and they're like, here I am. <laughs> And I'm like, wait, what? That's just not me. That's not who I am. I mean, I know agents that do well with that. That's just not who I am. And I can, I can rap with the best of them. I can talk about whatever you want to talk about, but it's not, it's, it's, it's just not my, that's not my jam.
0: Well, I mean, and that's such an important part of it. It's like understanding who you are and really who you want to be. Because there are, you're totally right. There's like your style, which is like hyper-prepared, very, you know, impressive. And then I, I actually just talked to someone before who's like, I just roll up, like I'm the funny guy on Instagram, you know, and, and depending on the client and depending on who you want to be in the industry, it's one of those cool things with real estate. You get to choose your adventure.
1: So. Oh, yeah. So my edge is like, you know, that's not, I'm analytical. I am, I pay attention to the numbers. I mean, I have a degree in economics. I'm not... I'm not like a just show up and, you know, make them love me. I mean, that's a part of it is you want to build that relationship. But for me, I'm going to come correct. And I view my job as, you know, I'm in the finance industry. I'm, you know, dealing with huge assets and people's money. And I want to work with investors and I want to have repeat clients and I want to be polished. And that's just, you know, the way, you know, I don't show up in a suit and tie, obviously, but... (laughs) Um, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's the image that I want to give off because, you know, the houses that we're selling is, you know, are over a million dollars. It's not, you know, we're not, this isn't right, like potatoes for people.
0: Yeah. And listeners, if you guys are like sweating and freaking out a little bit, not freaking out, but like, oh my God, that's a lot. Well, don't worry because Davis provided us a tool for our toolbox. It's his pre-listing email and also has some notes at the top about what he includes in his pre-listing package. So you know the drill, go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com and click the toolbox for your free tool. Okay, Davis. So we have our courier package, we have this pre-listing email that went out, and now you are showing up at the house for, you know, meeting with the client. Can you like walk us through everything? You park the car, then what?
1: Okay, so don't park in the driveway.
0: <laughs> See, these are good tips, like totally. And how much how early do you show up? 5 minutes early or do you show up right on time? Like what's the whole ooh and do you text them a confirmation before? Do you call them like what is your process?
1: Yeah. So if I set the appointment today and it's for tomorrow, I'm not confirming with them. If I set the appointment today and it's so I have an appointment on Tuesday next week in LA that we set 2 weeks ago, I'm going to I'm going to confirm with them the day before. Um, but if it's, you know, a day or two later, I'm not, I'm not going to confirm. Um, I'm just going to show up and, you know, it, my confirmation, by the way, just for the record, um, is not, Hey, we have an appointment tomorrow at one o'clock. Are you still good with that? Right? Like this is basic stuff, but let's be clear. It's, Hey, Shelby, I'm really looking forward to our appointment tomorrow. at One o'clock I'll see you there. And that's it.
0: Yeah, don't give them the chance to back out.
1: <laughs> no, because they <laughs> no won't.
0: opportunity. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> right, and I mind you, I go on a lot of cold appointments. I go on a lot of super. I mean, I go on come and list me too. Don't get me wrong, but I do handle them all the same because I always want to come correct to people. Okay, all right? perfect. So, so
0: you confirm or not? You roll up.
1: I roll up. That's the key. So there's, it's, it's all about my, it's, there's mindset is important and I'm not going to get too far in the mindset because I'm going to really focus on the meat and potatoes, but a lot of people have a routine of what they do. Um, you know, I make sure that, you know, for me, what's most important is that I feel prepared and I'm on my toes when I set the appointment, what is happening is they have an expectation of whether it's a one step or two step process. And so, Just to talk about that a little bit, what's really cool about the one- or two-step process. So let me ask you a question. You're a practicing agent, Shelby. I'm a seller. I call you and I say, hey, I'm meeting with five agents. I'm meeting with them between, you know, today's Wednesday. I'm meeting with them between today and Saturday. When do you want to set your appointment with me?
0: Um, That's a great question. I would... Oh okay, so schools of thought here. I'm like, man, if I'm first, I'm gonna go in there and freaking crush it and be like, all right, you know, lock it in, you don't need to see anyone else. Or if there's the other school of thought where it's like you wanna go last because then you can make that final impression and they won't even remember the first person you talk to. Right. What what Davis, what is your what's your play?
1: So what about the third school of thought? Oh Why can't hit you be both? Okay. Why can't you be first and last?
0: if you're not first, you're last.
1: (laughs) So check it out. So if you're first, the goal of being first is you're setting the bar high. Okay. And the goal of being first is, I mean, I've been first and I've been able to get people to sign and cancel all of their other appointments. So that's the upside of being first. The downside is if they're the type of person that makes a commitment and keeps it, if they have four appointments scheduled, they're going to go through all of their appointments. And if you're first, they are not going to sign with you. The last person probably has the highest ability to sign with them because, A, they might just be fatigued and done and just say, okay, this guy's good. Sign me up. I don't want to deal with anything else. Um, or at that point, they just know that the door is closed on all the other ones. So they just go with that guy and then they're like, okay, I'll just call the rest and tell them no. So there's really like pros and cons, depending on the person, depending on whether you're first or last. But if you can be first and last, then you get the best of both worlds. And that's how we do it with a two-step process. And the way that we explain it to them is we let them know that, you know, it's, you know, I can go online and I can pull comps, but for me to just go online and pull comps before I ever meet you, ever see your house, and then I come there and I just throw out a value at you. What I really want to do is I want to come meet you and I want to meet the house. I want to walk the house. I'm going to take some photos. We're going to really dive deep into this. And then I'm going to go back to my office and do serious research on your home. And then I'm going to come back with an educated valuation for your home and a marketing strategy. And we're going to meet for a second time and go over all of that. Do you think that that would be helpful to you? And everyone's like, oh man, this guy's going to go back and like get all analytical about my house and give me a full custom tailor-made marketing strategy. Heck yeah, that sounds helpful. So now I have the first appointment because I want to be first. I'm, if they call me on Monday, I'm going I'm, I'm going tomorrow. But I'm also going to ask them when their last appointment is and I'm going to say, "Well, how about this? I'm going to come back on Friday and let's have our let's have our follow-up appointment." And that and then at that appointment they have no reservations. They've already met with everyone. They've already heard everything that they've heard. They haven't signed with anyone else because if they're not willing, if they're the type of person that has a commitment to see everything that's in front of them before they make a decision, then they're going to hold out for your last appointment. So you get best of both worlds with that strategy. Dope. I love it. Cool, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. a little newer. I only started doing that like a couple of years ago and that's really a game changer for That's been a game changer for me. Dude. Perfect.
0: Okay. I think we were, um, we were rolling up and we were deciding if we're coming, what are you coming early or right on time? What's your strategy for that?
1: Okay. Yeah. So we have the sidebar. So (laughs) to me, you know, I've, I had a mentor that said, you know, what is it? uh, Five minutes early is on time. On time is late and late is unacceptable. So I, you know, realtors were notorious for being, you know, in my opinion, you know, late and irresponsible. So please, please don't be late to a listing appointment. And if you're gonna be late, don't text them for your one o'clock appointment at 102 and say you're gonna be late. If there's something that happens and you're late, Text them at noon and say, hey, I'm going to be a few minutes late, right? Show some responsibility and accountability because you're setting the tone, right? Like we just did all these things that we had to do in order to set the tone in one direction. And then i am just show up late. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be on time and I'm probably going to be a few minutes early.
0: Okay. So you are right on time or a couple minutes early and you have parked and you walk up. Let's go through, you know, you knock on the door and all of that
1: okay so i knock on the door and essentially there that's like you know use use what you already know about them be complimentary of the house be likable and like this is the type of stuff this is like two this is a whole different course on listing in relationships and psychology behind real estate um really the crux of it for me is when I'm in a listing presentation is just get to know them, like them. And then I have a second set of questions that I go through them. And I have them, by by the way, I have a sheet. This is another two-page questionnaire that I go over with them and I let them know, hey, Shelby, do you mind if I take notes while I ask you some questions, right? And what does that do? So it's more than just giving them the courtesy of letting them know that I'm not writing stuff down about what I have to do afterwards. I'm writing stuff down in relation to our conversation, because this is so important to me that I want to write it down in case I need to reference it, right? If I'm asking you questions and I'm just hoping I remember it, well, I clearly care a lot more if I'm writing notes. So I make it very, like, obviously if I'm writing notes, they can tell that, but I make it clear to make a point to them that I'm going to be writing notes so that they know that I care so that it really sends the concept home for them right? So I I let them know I'm going to take notes and then I go through that and there's two different ways to do it. Depending on your comfort level, depending on the seller, depending on the type of home, you might go through the house. And as you walk through the house, you will start asking those questions because part of them are about the property and about the circumstances of the home. But just for the record, the first thing that I do when I go to a house is I want to tour the home with them. I don't want to sit down first. I want to tour the home first. And during the tour, that's your opportunity to build rapport because you're walking their house. They're telling you what they like about the house or telling you what they don't like about it. You're telling them and you get, guess what? You get to see everything on their walls. You get to see everything that they're into. If they're a Dodgers fan, there's going to be Dodgers memorabilia on the walls or on their office space. And all, if they have kids, you're going to see their kid, all these things that are possible that you're or things that are possibilities that you can relate to you're going to see those right in front of you. And then you have the opportunity to say, I can talk to him about baseball. I can talk to him about my kids. I can talk to him about this, that, and the other. All opportunities to build a rapport right in front of you.
0: Are you, what are you writing on? Are you bringing like a clipboard and you have your printout or yeah. what, what does that look like?
1: Yeah. I'm like a solar salesman with my
0: notebook, <laughs> Dude. Yeah. There it is. <laughs>
1: So sometimes, so, uh, so Terry, who I mentioned, you know, master ninja coach, incredible woman to boot. Um, she uses, what's it called? A, um, what's the, iPad? I know what it's called, but I'm forgetting. It's a, it's like an iPad, but you write, you can, it has a stylus Ooh. and you can write notes on it. Like, yeah, wordable it's digital, or,
0: but with a pen,
1: I can't remember the name of it, but I yeah, came me, really me close to buying one, but I bring an iPad. Okay. To, my, to my consultations too. So I didn't wanna have like too many computers with me. So yeah, I just have a notepad that's all set up with the questions um, and all the paperwork that I need. And then um, and then I have my iPad. So I'm actually writing this on paper. And there was a time in my life when I used to sign listing contracts on iPads, do all my notes on iPads, but I stopped doing it because I had a time where I went to a listing appointment, I got the contract signed on my iPad. And it washed the signatures off of it and then I had to go back and get signatures um, with a pen. So I didn't I didn't like that. So I sign and do a lot of things with with the pen, even though I'm, you know, not a baby boomer.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like how older No, just kidding. Yeah. Um okay, are you also are you taking photos as you
1: go? So it just depends, it's one of those things. If if the house is, so part of my presentation to them is that I give a, is I I offer a coming soon rollout and I offer to them that, you know, we're gonna hit the ground running with your house. We have two opportunities to sell it during our coming soon period, but also during our, you know, on the MLS, our traditional period in which we would sell a house. So if I was gonna do that, then I would take a photo if I think that there's somebody who, would benefit from seeing the house in my database or otherwise, then I take photos of the house. If it's like a fixer, then I'll take photos of the house because I'll, I'll have a lot of people that want to see it. If it's like a. That's what a, I was
0: thinking. Like I, um, yeah. I used to take photos of anything that I would want recommendations for repairs, you know, just so I could remember like specifically uh, the water stain on the ceiling or, you know, X, Y, and Z.
1: Yeah. And it just depends. I mean, if they call me and they're like, I'm I'm in foreclosure and I need to sell, I'm taking pictures. I'm trying to sell it when I walk out the front door. I mean, I'll probably already have people on the hook before I even see the house that want to see it. Right. If it's, if there's something where it's time is of the essence, yeah, I'll take pictures. Or if I feel that it would go over well or any particular reason, yes, I am, but not a hundred percent of the time. I would say about half the time I'm taking photos.
0: Okay, so you have showed up, you've done your pleasantries, you've gone on the tour and built rapport, noticed anything that you connect on, um, and at this point, the tour is complete. Now what?
1: Right. So then we're going to sit down, and we're going to sit down at a table, and I know a lot of people say that their uh, consultations are 30 minutes an hour. I mean, I've had consultations in the last three hours, and that's not an exaggeration. I, in my calendar, I block two hours for a consultation, for an initial listing consultation. Um, and it just depends. Sometimes they take, I mean, I've had them where they don't go well at all and they take 20 minutes. And I've had ones no. <laughs> that literally take over three hours because people are long-winded and I can be long-winded too. Um, so I, I sit down and then at that point, then I jump into it and then I will jump into it. I do not just jump into comps. I tell them I have a whole process that I go through as crazy, right? After everything I've told you, can you imagine that I have like a whole process that I go through when I sit down with them? <laughs> and, and I, I, I hit all those high points. And it's really like, I mean, I could kind of give it to you in my sleep now. Um, like and- a,
0: at least like wave top. So we know, cause you know, if you, when you're like jump right into it, I know there's people who are like jump right into what, like what's he actually doing?
1: you know? Right. So I just, I warm it up. So when I, when I sit down, I go, I, and mind you, a lot of people want to jump right into comps and they want to jump right into pr- what's your commission. Totally. And I you, I I will tell you this, probably 70% of the appointments that I do, I get to the end of it and we haven't talked about commission one time. And then I will bring up commission or they'll say, by the way, what do you charge? By the time that we get to fee, I should have established so much credibility and so much value that fee is but a nuance to the circumstance and that they're willing to pay for what I want to. I'm not going to lead with that. Right? The other thing is, is that I don't want, I do not want price and I do not want commission to be a determining factor of why they work with me. By the time we talk about commission and we talk about price, they should already decide that they want to work with me. Because how many times have you as an agent, Shelby, not hit the price that they wanted to? Or you can miss high too. People will not hire you because you're too high. I mean, usually it's the other way around. But they can be because you're too low. They can be because you're using different data. It could be because your commission's too high, um, et cetera. And I came up in this business in a discount brokerage, just so you know. And so I've missed I've missed deals with low commission. I Just for the record, I'm not a discount broker anymore, as you could probably tell by listening to me, for those of you who are passing your judgment in the moment. So, (laughs) but um, the bottom line is, is that like, I want them to make their decision based on what I'm telling them, not those details. And I have given myself a huge opportunity to do that. And if I can't do it by then, I'm just not going to be able to do it. Does that make sense?
0: It does. And so when you are sitting down, is it an overview of like the listing process
1: do you like how I answer questions without answering? Them? So
0: <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm here for. I'm literally like all I do is like take the guest and I bring it back. I'm like, we yeah, can do this. So, bring it back.
1: <laughs> listen, I know I know who I am, okay? So um <laughs> so yeah, so what I do is is initially then I'll, I'll explain to them about who my company is. I work with an ind- with an independent, technically a boutique brokerage. Um, Here in Southern California, we have 13 offices and about 1200 agents, but it is, you know, I'm not with a Keller Williams, REMAX, EXP, anything like that. And um, I, and I will explain to them about me. I'll explain to them about my team, the structure of my team. I'll explain to them who I am, you know, a little bit about my background. This is all very quick, by the way. And then I will explain to them about my past sales. I'll explain to them. And then I have a whole sheet on... How many homes I've sold, how quickly I've sold them, how much faster I sell them against what the market data is, which in 2023 was 450% faster than the home sold on the MLS. I'll show at average what price my home sell for above asking price versus what, you know, what the percentage of what the percentage of list price is that my homes are sold at versus what the market is and how much better mine is. So I'm showing them a comparison of all that. And then I jump into services offered and then I'm getting into, you know, what we're doing for marketing, why what we do is different. We're talking about the coming soon rollout. We're talking about photography. And I'm not just saying, Hey, I'm going to throw a drone up in the air and take photos. I'm going to tell them that homes, you know, homes that, uh, homes that have drone photography are 68% more likely to sell right? Like I'm going to give them stats like that. And then I'm going to show them uh, the difference between professionally shot and edited twilight photos versus, you know, you know, John's iPhone photos, right? That he posted in the MLS and And he's in the mirror
0: shot in the bathroom. He's like the arm, you know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Don't
1: get me started. Don't get me started. So, yeah, we're going to go through all of that. I'm going to explain. I have like analogies and stuff that I do. And that's, again, a different different conversation. But that's ultimately what I get into. And while I'm going through that presentation, I'm stopping and I'm giving them a chance to talk and I'm giving them a chance to ask questions. And I'm saying, does that make sense to you? hey, before we move on, do you have any questions about what we've gone over? And read the room, know your audience, right? If they wanna say something, let them say, because there's you know, a study, I don't know what it is exactly, but it says, if you've been talking for over 60 seconds, they're like a thousand percent likely to have tuned out already. So try to keep it minimal and get engagement. I'm asking them questions, you know what I mean? So when we talk about why it's important to sell a house fast, I might ask a question like, If you go see a house as a buyer and it's been on the market for 60 days, are you going to offer full price? No. Well, what are you going to offer? Well, I'm definitely going to offer under asking price. Well, why are you going to do that? Right. So like I'm going to engage with them and I'm going to put them in the buyer's shoes, for example, and do that just to keep them in the conversation because I'm not, this isn't, it's, again, it's not a presentation. It's a consultation and that involves, that includes their involvement. Does that make sense?
0: Shut up. <laughs> You're doing it to me. I'm like, oh, it's been 60 seconds, Davis. I stopped listening.
1: Just yes.
0: Um Okay, so at this point we have gone over about you, stats, you know, past sales. Like I have, you know, the whole list of what you just went over. Now, do you bring up the comps and like the seller net sheet or not yeah. yet. Well,
1: I, I go into the comps from there and then I have an inter- I use cloud CMA for comps and I have it interactive on my iPad and I'll start going through, we're looking at photos, we're explaining it, we're diving into it, and we're really diving into the comps together. Because it's not a one-line CMA printout of you know just data. We're looking at photos, we're swiping we're looking at the size. We're looking at when it was sold because it's all right there on my iPad and interactive. That they can click through it with me um, and really get involved on it. And I do these, and they're like, "Oh, wait, wait, go back. I want to see that." And they're, like, "Oh yeah, I know that. Go to the backyard. I'll show you. That one had a really nice pool, right?" So we're we're involved doing this doing this together.
0: Okay, perfect. And together, do you determine? price at this point? Or is this like, I'm going to go back and like, what, what have, Keep going.
1: Yeah. So then it just, it's again, like you got it. If you want to be good at this business, you got to have some finesse. You got to have some swagger. You got to be able to read the room. Um, and these are, at least in the way that I do it, I can't tell you like s- step one happens and then step two happens. You just got to, you got to be able to handle it. It takes experience after you've done it a hundred times. You just kind of, you have a hundred examples of how to either do it or how to not do it. Right. And I've had a ton of opportunities to do that. So it, it's just one of those things that you're, you're going to learn, but ultimately the, the antithesis of it is that you are going to tell them, I want to take all the information that I have and I want to go back to my office and I want to do a deep dive and really get into the data and into you know the MLS and and take a look at your property and the photo you know maybe I took photos the photos of your property so that I can come back with a clear analysis of pricing and give you a well defined tailor made strategy um, to list your home on the MLS and then that gives me the opportunity to close too right at the second appointments after they've met with everybody else. Step two, the two steps, right? The step, the the second step process. So. <laughs> Again, it just depends, but you also got to remember, like I've already asked them what their house is worth. So one of the first questions I ask them um, is, well, one of the questions I ask them on the pre listing email is what do you think your house is worth? Like I, and that's not, I don't just jump to that. There's a bunch of questions that lead into that. that also give me insight because sometimes people say, well, you're the expert. I want you to tell me that, but they've answered a bunch of questions that tell me their opinion about the house already. So I'm able to take that and then based on that, I can overlay it with the data and understand like, these are the type of people that are gonna want top of market value. These are the type of people that are gonna want to sell it fast and list it on the aggressive side. And I can use that you know, into my advantage when I'm really trying to come up with a price. Now, if they're in a hurry, I will give them a price on the spot. I'm not scared to do that. And sometimes it's not necessary. If it's somebody, they're a past client, that I've worked with before, I'm gonna I'm gonna work with them on the spot because the reality is, is like they're gonna sign with me either way because they know how I work and they know who I am and you know what to expect. So it's it's not it's a non-issue. I don't need to set a second appointment. Those that's more for cold or like warmish appointments or people that are interviewing multiple agents to do a two-step process. So I will give them a number there um, in some circumstances.
0: Do you go over? Costs to expect in regard to, and and I'm not familiar with your market at all, but potentially, you know, um, buyer concessions or repairs, or you know, any any sort of upfront expectations for things that will be unpleasant down the road.
1: Sure. So, no, not really. There's a page in my 45 page ish package that talks about seller expenses. It goes over buyer. There's two sections. It's buyer expenses and seller expenses. Um, This is the thing, like if I covered everything that, you know, two hour time that I block out that sometimes goes over, I could literally spend all day there. And there are times, you know, and then I get out of that appointment and I have 70 calls to return. So (laughs) I try to keep it, I try to keep them a little short. So I don't go over all that stuff. If they want to know, I go over it with them. Okay, I do explain to them, I show them things like, I track every single person who ever calls on your house even if you, even if they don't come and see it, there's a note. And I show them an example of previous homes that I've sold. And then I ask them the question, I say, so if your house falls out of escrow, then what do you think I do? And they say, well, you probably go to that list that you have of every person that's ever seen. And I say, yeah, we go through and we call every single person who's ever called about the house and tell them that they get a second chance at offering on your great home that fell out of escrow at no, no, you know, no result of your own. So
0: yeah. questions. And no are fault so... of
1: yours. Sorry, rather.
0: Dude, words are hard. Um, yeah. Questions are it. It's totally like, what is it? Selling is not telling, it's asking.
1: So 100% I... and I'm a teller. So I have to actively <laughs> work to ask questions and make it about them. Because again, I know who I am and I have to step outside of that. I have to, you have to understand your strengths in my opinion, and you have to understand your weaknesses. And my, that is a weakness of mine. And I actively work to be better at it by, and that's what this Ninja program helps me do in a lot of ways.
0: Okay, for the listing appointments, what what did we miss? What did we not cover?
1: So there's follow-up too. So that's not the, la- so it's not done. So let's say I go on one appointment, I go on two appointment anyways, then I follow up. So a lot of times it's like, hey, I'm moving out of state. Well, hey, I got a great out of state mover. Can I connect you with my out of state mover? Or would it be helpful if I connected you with my out of state mover? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm, and I'm making notes of what I'm going to do when I leave. A lot of times I won't bring a net sheet, and here's why: is because I want a reason to follow up with them, and a net sheet is a great reason to do it. So a lot of times it's I'm gonna send it. Almost every time there's a referral involved, and then there's like, and then there's a net sheet, and then there's sometimes there's other things involved with it too. Um, So maybe I'm gonna send it to an investor and get back to them about maybe setting up a showing for their house or whatever. So then I will send them um, a follow-up email that says, hey, great to meet with you, you know, and I give a little bit of recap. This is your situation, this is what's going on, just to let them know that I understand everything that's going on. I was listening, I'm up to speed, you know, based on that, this is what we're doing next, here's my referral, and it's just a follow-up, right? So then, If I haven't spoken to them in a couple of days and I want to get the listing or it goes cold, one of the things that I do as another follow up after that would be my recommendations email. So I have a list of sellers um, that I've worked with in the past that I've sold homes for that I've had a great experience with. And I will send them those sellers. I'll tell them the home that I sold with them. I'll give them a link to that website. The, of their custom website of the home that I sold for them, and I will give them that seller's contact information to call that seller and ask them about their experience working with me, um, so that they, you know, have a real live person that they, they. And these are legitimate people that I've asked. Can I give your phone number out? And I have a lot of these people that are willing to do it because if it's if the house is in L.A., I'm not going to give them an, you know a, a Westlake Village uh, seller. I'm going to give them another L.A. seller and vice versa. And yeah. that's it. Oh. And then if I don't get it, then I just give up.
0: <laughs> Dude, I love I love that you um, we're talking about following up. So like, I'm I think the recap email is so important because you could be on exactly the same page when you leave their house that day, and then overnight, it's just you know black holes just come in and they are totally you know they don't remember anything. And so having that recap, it is for you too. If you have like a really detailed recap email where it's like, Hey, so great meeting you. Here's what's next. Boom, 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 boom. They can print that out, put it on their freaking fridge. You can refer to it later and have your own checklist. And then I thought you're, um, smooth about, you know, withholding a little bit the net sheet. So that way you have a reason to follow up. Good tips.
1: For sure, it's the same thing in an open house. I have, you know, my the agents on my team will hold our open houses, and they'll say, "What is this? What is that?" And they're like rushing to get answers from me, and I'm like, "Listen, get their contact information." I said that does two things. It, it well, it does more than two things. But the first thing it does is it checks their motivation, right? Like if they want to know something, but they're not willing to give you their contact information to follow up with them after the open house, then they don't really care. You know, And they're not interested in the house. They're just being nosy and a pain in the butt and asking questions that they don't care about. If they really care, they'll give you their contact information. So the second thing it does is it gets you legit real contact information because you're adding value. The best way to get contact information in an open house is to give them a reason to give you a contact information, not say, hey, thanks for walking in my open house and existing, do you mind giving me every form of communication that you use so that I can harass you on it for the next month? That doesn't work, right? No. And then the other thing is, is it gives you a reason to follow up because you know, what are all the memes on Instagram now? I'm a real estate agent. I'm just following up, right? That's all we do is we say, Hey, I'm Davis. I'm just following up. You know, do you still want to buy a house? How many people are you going to convert doing that? Hey, this is Davis. It was so nice to meet you at the property on Apache Street today. You know, I'm, you know, it was in it was cool to meet your kids. Hopefully, you know, you enjoyed the house. I just want to follow up with you and answer any other questions that you may have. But the one that you did have about the dishwasher, I was able to find out X, Y, Z, da, da, da. Did you have anything else that I could help you with? Oh, hey, by the way, there's another property down the street on, you know, Red Sale that might be of interest to you. Would you like me to tell you more about it? It's not on the market yet and nobody knows about, you know, whatever. It gives you an opportunity to have that conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And you said it earlier the line of uh, would it be helpful if. It is such a good line. It's the best line because no one's going to be like, no, that would not be helpful if you track down all the information that I want and give it to me. Like, sure. <laughs> of course it's helpful. Yes.
1: <laughs> right. Right. And then, you know, you're, they're signing off on it. So like when you send them that or you call them with that information, it's, you're not blindsiding there. It's not like, oh, who is this guy? It's like, oh, cool. He's following through on what he said he would do right. that I agreed for him to do.
0: For yeah. Me. And then it gives them like one, you go up one bar of trust. They're like, oh, he did what he said he was going to do. You know?
1: Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Piece of cake.
0: Piece of cake. Easy. So Davis, what does, what does the future hold? What do we, what do we not hit on that you really want to do? And what is the future
1: hold for you? We went like deep. Was that good,
0: dude? I yeah, that's this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted like very tangible, tactical, step by step, and and we did it. Nailed it.
1: All right, cool. Nailed that was it. High five. So yeah, if you're watching um, YouTube, anything we else? Like I I don't know. Again, Shelby, like I'm not a podcast guy. I'm not like an international guy. I'm just a regular dude. With a real estate team trying to make a buck to take care of my family. And I love your guys' podcast. So it was exciting to come on here. And even before we met, I was like, you know, I listen, you know, I listen to these and you've got like, you know, John, the life coach, and, you know, Billy, who sells 47,000 units and makes $8 million <laughs> a year. You know, I'm like, Oh wow, cool! Like we did, you know, we do fifty million in GCI. Like I thought That's that was good, and then I listened to the podcast. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, we're we're like scrubs over, not it. <laughs> so, but no, for me, like, what the future holds is, you know, I'm I'm in my late 30s, and I love real estate, but you know, I don't love everything about this business. I love to mentor. Um, I love to train agents. I love people and i i love working with people that want to work with me ultimately like to be totally honest with you i don't love working cold deals i don't like making cold phone calls i like working with my sphere i like getting coffee with people that i care about i like getting lunch with you know having dinner with people that i care about building relationships one of the things i love more than anything is watching agents you know quit their day job to become you know and become successful legitimate full-time real estate agents like killing it growing their families supporting their families like building a wealthy lifestyle not only financially but also you know mentally and spiritually and all those things are is like a true true blessing to me um, so there's so much more like do i want to be in real estate you know in the trenches in five years you know i mean no not really will i be maybe i mean where else can you make the crazy amount of money that we can make doing what we do—it's—it's it's such a unique business, and um, so I—I I don't know what the future holds, but I love like I love your story and stuff like that is super inspirational to me, and you know, just like I'm always I'm always turned. So this year, like we started a property management. I opened a brokerage solely for property management, so we're doing that. We're doing a lot of short term. Property management. We're doing, you know, I've got, I've got a flip on the market that I did. I've done a handful of those through my career. They're like, it's fun. It's just something that keeps you busy. You know, my wife gets involved with it a little bit. You know, rent. I know you own what eighty rentals or something. Um, you know, I'm involved in that too. So we'll see where things. go. How, how many do you own?
0: Uh, well, at my most, I owned seventy four, but I did sell off a chunk, so I have forty six now.
1: Why did you sell them?
0: Because it was the top of the market and I scrubbed my portfolio and I was like, what what units are underperforming and which ones are causing me, which ones look better on paper than they do in reality? What ones are my headaches? And so the timing worked really well to offload the ones that I was like, I don't need you in my life anymore. Because there, I mean, there's this, when I first got into real estate investing, I was like, I want all the doors, I want, you know as much as possible. But then you learn that more Bigger is not pockets, always better. Baby. Bigger pockets, baby, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, yeah. wait, wait, actually I care about my lifestyle. And it's, there's an ego play to it too. When people are like, oh, 100%. I have a hundred doors. I'm like, who, I mean, who cares if it's not providing you the lifestyle that you want? You know?
1: For sure, for sure. So let me ask you a couple of questions. I'm flipping the script on you. So. Oh, okay, what... I was about
0: to wrap up Davis. No, <laughs> okay. uh-uh.
1: you don't <laughs> get off that easy. So, um, do you did do you self manage all of them?
0: No, I don't. I don't manage any of them.
1: They're all standard long term rentals.
0: They are now. So during that um, period where I was analyzing my portfolio and I sold off a chunk, I at the my peak had eighteen Airbnbs, short term rentals, and mm-hmm. four I didn't own. Four were arbitrages, rental oh, arbitrages. Oh, really? Yeah, but. Um, after I sold off a chunk, then I relooked, and then I decided to shut down my short-term rentals because they were really, really good when I first got into short-term rentals in 2019. Uh, and then between 2019 and the beginning of 2022, huge change. Like the market was incredibly saturated, and they just weren't bringing in the same amount of money. And when I did the analysis, the fact that the rental rates had increased so much over that same time period, I was like, it's not worth it.
1: The game is changing on short terms. It's
0: totally,
1: yeah, yeah, depending on your market, but yeah, it's totally like we do them. We have, uh, we have a handful of them that we do that we manage. Um, and the funny thing is, is like you don't even need a broker's license in California to do those, but to do short term to do long term management, you do so. we do also, you know, we have we do all sorts of the rentals, but. We're in a unique market where you wouldn't think that there's much demand for it, but there is. And there's just not a lot of supply of them. But it's a—I uh, definitely think if we look back in 10 years, it's going to be a totally different landscape on short-term rentals.
0: Yeah, I
1: agree. Where are your rental properties?
0: Uh, so the majority are in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I have a couple in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I have one in DuPont, Washington
1: State. Where do you live?
0: I live in Lexington, Kentucky now. I moved here a couple months ago. Oh, really? Yeah, but I was Somewhere. in I was in North Carolina in Fayetteville, where the majority of my portfolio is. I was there for years. That's where I sold a bunch of real estate. I was also in the military, so I that's why that. I was stationed at Fort Bragg and then got out. I love that about you. Yeah, army things. All the things <laughs> I,
1: I, I do like. Okay, I have more. I have one more question. Are okay, you ready? one more,
0: and then we're wrapping so, up. This is my show. Damn it. <laughs>
1: Just I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, so what did you... So then like, what did you do? You know, obviously, did you just pay the taxes and go into the equities market? Or what did, what did you do? Did you read like, you know, I don't know. I'm curious. And, and along with, with that question, what's yeah. in the future for you?
0: Yeah. So uh, what I did is I paid off my primary in full, um, which... I mean, I might decide to take that money out and do something with it. There's so many schools of thought. You know, when I originally got into investing, it was like leverage, leverage, you know, good debt, all of those things, which I still believe in. Obviously, I have like, you know, um, but there are, you know, benefits coming with just having things completely paid off and not having any, I don't know, like being really light. So, to explain more. So I was also, um, during my years, I ran a real estate team and I had a lot of overhead every single month. And there's something that comes along with having that mass amount of overhead where you almost get into a cycle of like, am I working to pay for my overhead, you know, in a way. And so when I shut down the team, I kind of carried that idea of what I didn't want into my personal life which was I want a really light personal life. I want to enjoy everything that I have on my plate. I want to wake up and fucking love what's on... Oops, I'm not supposed to curse. <laughs> love what's on my calendar. Getting
1: passionate.
0: <laughs> I, I do. I want to feel energized and I want to okay. feel light. I don't want um, what I thought that I did in a lot of ways and so, I mean, I, I this is a whole conversation. Like, I had a whole like reset in my outlook, and changed a lot of things. So, anyway, that's some of what I did with the money. I have some other things that I've been dabbling with, but what's ahead for me? Um, I'm loving podcasting. It is so fun. I want to get really good at it. I want to make this podcast amazing. I want to get it really good on YouTube too. Like I'm doing a lot of research on, which is what listener, you should freaking go check out YouTube working on it. <laughs> yeah. With like the thumbnails and the titles and, you know, trying no to get that click through rate up. Um, it's all, it's just a really fun game. It's a really fun game. So that, but podcasting and then five pillars nation, which is my community. Um, yep. And That's I have EXP, one other.
1: Your exp, right?
0: It is exp, but we do have a membership option for people okay. who are n- not drinking the Kool Aid of exp, which is totally fine. You don't mentorship,
1: have... mentorship, coaching, that type of thing. I did. Um, I was. I did my deep dive on you. Don't worry. Yeah,
0: it's it's it is that. But <laughs> what I'm working on next, this is like, dude, you asked, so it's coming soon. Tell
1: um, me, I want to know. That's why I asked.
0: Hyper. Uh, Elite, mastermind. So this is what I see, okay. When I look out in the world of real estate, I see a lot of quote unquote masterminds from gurus. They're like top down, most of the people aren't even in real estate anymore and it's like coaching, but they call it a mastermind, like come on together, we're all learning. But it's really one person who's like telling everyone else whatever they did to be successful. So what I think that we're missing, I haven't been able to find it yet in the agent world, is a really high qualification. You have to meet, you know, GCI transactions, um, top tier interview to get in. And then once you're in, it's a it's a peer group. So it's not top down. There's not a guru telling. It's literally the only people in there are also other killers who had to qualify to get in. And then there are um, the killers. It's, it's like a group led mastermind. I love that. It's going to be really cool. I'm very excited. So like
1: my whole business (laughs) is based on like, like I've never, I I gave Terry a shout out. She's the only form of coach that I've ever, and I've never been like a hardcore coaching or I've had, I have mentors and different people that I respect. But like my business is like, I'm going to grab this and 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 and all these different things. And then I'm going to build it around me. And then I'm going to put my own spin on it. And then that's who I am. Is I'm a version of sixty other people that I'm just a little piece of from all of them and stuff like that is is like so cool to do, be a part of like groups like that.
0: Totally, totally. That's it, Davis. Question number one. Wrap up. What is your favorite app or tool?
1: Follow up, boss. Like no brainer.
0: No brainer. What events Um, are you going to in the next twelve months?
1: (laughs) So I'm going to the Leading RE event in uh, in Las Vegas at the Wynn. Um, it's like, when is it? It's like, is it still January? Yeah, February, the end of next month. And, yeah. Uh, I'm like, so where am I? Same. Um, I'm going to that. That's a cool event. It's also at the Wynn. And I love to gamble. Sorry, guys. But that's what a loves. reason. Also... Um, I'll probably be going to the follow-up boss uh, event, speaking of which, good segue, um, towards the end of the year. I haven't been. I've came come this close, which is, is if those of you not watching, I've come really close to, <laughs> um, to going to that event multiple years. And this year, I think I'm finally going to pull the trigger and get over there because I'm a power follow-up boss user. Um, and if you don't have a CRM, you're out of your mind
0: Totally. and,
1: uh, I love follow boss. I just don't love that they got bought by Zillow, but I'll, you know, I'm working, I'm working through that. So.
0: <laughs> working through it. Okay. Davis, how can listeners help you in your business and where can they find you?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I love, you know, I, I love connecting with other professionals um you know you can find me on instagram i i i personally enjoy instagram the most myself um you can my it's davis underscore bartels is my personal page and at davis bartels real estate is my professional page and uh i mean look me up online give me a call i don't know if you want to talk about something you want to collaborate i just you know i it's it's all good just don't you know nothing weird all right
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't try to sell them bitcoin. But I
1: don't have any book deals. I don't have anything special. I'm just, you know, you I'm just a fan of Shelby, yeah, so I love being on this show. Oh and my god, all. stop.
0: Stop. Okay. Listeners, you heard it. Go follow him, shoot him a DM, all the love. Find him on Google and give him a five star review. That's that's what you should do. I'll say that. Or send your referrals to Davis. Which areas do you cover?
1: That's the oh. one. So, Los Angeles County, Ventura County, um, you know, we do a ton of deals inter agent. So, if you have someone coming, going, any of that stuff. And we also refer a lot of deals out because if you haven't heard, everyone's leaving California and uh, we're sending a lot of outbound referrals as well. So, we do reciprocate. Cool.
0: I got you on what the listeners need to do. <laughs> Thank
1: you. I yeah, I told you. It's like, I'm not. You know I'm not doing good. many podcasts, so um, you know you gotta you gotta help me out here, girl. I
0: got you. And listeners, come hang out with me and the owner of the show. We are the Shelby Show and Aaron Amuchastegui on Instagram. We want to chat with you, so hit us up and send us feedback as always. And Davis, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, real estate rock stars, thanks for listening.